You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. We were blown away. Um, this project, every time we went to it, we found more multi-kilo silver, more high-grade gold, and it's now turned the corner and we see a massive precious metal target right under surface. It goes from surface down to about 500 meters and then a massive potential porphyry discovery um, sits underneath it, an intrusion. You are listening to Mining Stock Education. I'm Bill Powers. Thank you for tuning in. Well, I'm excited to get an update uh, in today's show, and I hope you are too. If you're interested in high-grade silver and gold and possibly a copper discovery, this interview will be of interest to you. It's of interest to me because I'm an owner of Tier 1 Metals, which is the topic of today's discussion with Ivan Bebek, the chair. If you recall back a few months to our previous interviews, Oren Resources acquired East Main Resources to find to found Fury Gold Mines, which is a, a gold developer and hopefully a producer in about five years. And then the company spun out two Peruvian companies of which Tier One Metals is, uh, is one company with its Curibaya project. And as I go through my uh, brokerage account just recently, I see a bunch of ticker symbols. And then I see a bunch of letters and numbers that represents my untradeable soon to be shares in uh, Tier One Metals. So Ivan joins us today to give us an update. Ivan, welcome back onto the program. You put out a press release recently. Previously last year, you were talking about the Curibaya project as a silver gold target, but now you're bringing up the idea that this could potentially be a big copper discovery. What's the update, please? Uh, great. Uh, thanks for having me back, Bill. It's been a very, very busy 2020 for, for very good reason for Tier 1 Metals. And uh, the transition that you explained, um, you know, as a, as a just a reminder, we were Oren Resources. I was the executive chairman of Oren Resources, and our team decided that we had three flagship opportunities that were all standalone, and they should be, you know, we could unlock a lot of value by separating them into three companies. Tier One Metals was the one company that we were most concerned about because we had these incredible silver grades all over the place on a project called Curibai, as you've mentioned. And we didn't know if there was going to be the potential source of the silver and nearby. And we also saw gold and copper and whatnot. Um, when we split the company, Fury, great gold company, huge explorer and developer, and it's now finally got its footing. Tier one comes will be listed in February as our target date to bring the company back to trading. And you know, we we promised everybody that once we started the transition October 9th that we would actually add a ton more value to tier one before we came back listing so people could look forward to a really robust performance of tier one metals. So the news release you're referring to that we just put out, we found out, you know, what's potentially the multi multi-billion dollar answer to the question that was the biggest question. Everybody in the world who have seen our incredible grades from, you know, up to 14 kilos silver, but multi-kilo silver over a vast area and up to 934 gram gold, you know, but a lot of two to 40 gram gold over the same vast area where the silver is alongside some big copper faults that run from one to 13 and a half percent copper. What's important about Curry Bay and what really drew us into it initially is that it sits on the trend in Peru by the coast, which is host some of the world's largest copper mines that sit next door, Tocopala, Kiaveco, Cerro Verde. 
So it's on a major metallogenic belt, but but this is important because when you want to make a big discovery or want to go find one, you have to find the address where other ones occur. And in t- terms of geology, it's on the same structure, I say, would be the, the best way to kind of explain it, right, that, that hosts these other deposits. So we found all this silver, we found this gold, and we were just blown away. A lot of criticism came from people saying, you know, these thin veins you're finding with all this ridiculous grade is... It's, you know, it's, it's just going to be smearing on surface. There's not going to be any source. And that was a good criticism until we did what's called geophysics. We put some electrical and magnetic currents into the ground to see if we could find a target underneath all that silver, gold, and potentially copper. And it came out as a 15 out of 10 for me. We, we were blown away. Um, this project, every time we went to it, we found more multi-kilo silver, more high-grade gold, and it's now turned the corner and we see a massive precious metal target right under surface it goes from surface down to about 500 meters and then a massive potential porphyry discovery um, sits underneath it an intrusion and this is really paramount because you know let's start with the silver potential that's predominantly silver and some gold in it if we get on to a world-class silver discovery you know we're really curious of what the grade is going to be because there's so much multi-kilo silver above this big signature that could be a potential deposit um, secondly, the porphyry idea was always there because we're on a belt with these big porphyries, that's copper and gold. And we all know copper's gone through 360 a pound, I think yesterday, and it's on its trajectory to do incredibly well over the next decades to come. You know, I, I couch that by saying, this is just the start of copper demand that's going to drive the copper price over the next few decades. And I think it's going to be one of the most precious metals on the planet for that reason. So having that opportunity to have both massive silver discovery, silver and gold discovery on top of a massive porphyry really gives Curibaya and tier one shareholders the chance of getting the whole, the whole enchilada, the whole kitchen sink. You get it all. You get a potentially a world-class precious metal discovery as well as a world-class porphyry. And so it's going to be one of the most exciting projects that I've ever been part of alongside the other companies that we've created to, to drill and see what the what the potential results might be in the coming year. Ivan, when companies go after big copper porphyry targets, is this idea of a precious metals target on top of a porphyry deposit, is this unique? Could you explain to us a little bit about the history and how other companies approach this? Sure. You know, in our technical team is a series of former global experts from Newmont. See, they're geoscientists that worked at the largest mining company in the world, and they've held very senior positions with that company on the technical side. You know, the, the feedback here has been normally when you come across a porphyry target, the precious metal system has eroded away and you get the tail end of a precious metal system and maybe part of your porphyry target is eroded away. In this case, Bill, we have the full system has been preserved. We have an entire precious metal system that's not been eroded away and we have a full porphyry target as well that's not been you know eroded away. So it gives us something that is very unique to see. And the other thing that's unique about what we've seen in our geophysics, usually your precious metal system is one or two kilometers above the porphyry target. The fact that ours actually overlap and touch each other is incredibly positive because it would in- incur a lot better economics having the porphyry so close to surface. Obviously, you don't want it to be too deep or else economics can get threatened, right? But in the, in the end of the day, from a geological model, we're looking at something that is classic, 
but it has the advantage of not having any erosion and the full system being preserved, which means more ounces, more silver, more gold if it's there and, and much more porphyry. Twofold question, is this 100% drill ready? And then the second part is, would the uh, approach be to drill a deep hole straight through what you anticipate to be the precious metals deposit into the potential porphyry, porphyry copper deposit? Yeah. So, so in terms of that, let's talk about that for a minute. And, you know, there's two types of performing investments. There are silver stocks and then there are all other mining stocks and, and silver stocks or silver discoveries generally trade at a multiple that's usually double the PE multiple of a gold company or gold discovery. Um, there's a lot of leverage in the silver price. It could easily go to 50 or hundred dollars an ounce. It's used for industrial purposes. It's being used in the green world and the electric cars and batteries as well. So it has a, a huge outlook in terms of performance, but we're going to first start targeting the high grade silver. And because we are so curious and a big porphyry could be worth multi billions of dollars, we are going to drill a few deep holes. You know, my advocacy towards the targeting is I want to see two or three big holes that go right through the precious metal system, right into the potential porphyry underneath it. Um, that would become, you know, give us an incredible return on investment off the first few holes if it's there. And truly, you know, in the business of finding these things, the discovery potential of a drill hole is huge. You can either find the hints that you're into a big system, or you can find the, the glory hole where the stock goes from a dollar to ten dollars basically overnight. We're going to drill both of those type of holes right out the gate. And so, you know, we're really excited. You asked where drilling's at. We expect to have our permit in January. That's well on its way. And then once we have the drill permit, you apply for the start of work. It's it's a very it's a formality once you have your drill permit. And that would put us able to drill it in late March, early April, once the raining season lifts. We should be able to turn drills and start to reveal the potential in this project. Ivan, as a speculator in a one project um, junior miner exploration company, there's a lot of risk if you don't hit. So what are you doing to mitigate that risk for myself as a tier one metals investor? Great question. And as I said earlier in the interview, you know, we weren't sure if Korea Bio was going to be there because we knew what was on surface and we did not we did not know what the targets would be subsurface. So it came out way better than we thought. It is truly the best case scenario and it, it represents a world class flagship opportunity for discovery. Um, but that we didn't know. So we went out hunting for more projects because if you know our group well and our former Newmont Global Exploration team, you know, we, we like to build portfolios to mitigate the risk of discovery and give you an as an investor multiple chances at that lottery type of return you can get from a, a world-class discovery. So the gentlemen have found a world-class opportunity uh, further up the coast, and we are working on acquiring it as I'm talking to you now. We hope to have it complete in January and announced. Um, this was going to be the flagship, and it rivals the interest of Kuribaya and how prospective Kuribaya is. Um, I will save the rest for a press release where we can show you why. And, and most importantly, the technical team came to me and said it ranks as the top three things they have seen in their careers uh, by virtue of opportunity for a world-class discovery. So something else that's going to be just as intriguing or even potentially more as Kuribaya will be in the company it's going to be a little bit further behind with the drill bit, but while we drill Kuribaya, you'll hear a lot of news about the surface sampling there and the targeting, and it'll give us a chance to drill it on the backside of whatever we drill at Kuribaya. So we're going to have at least two 
world-class exploration swings in Kiribati, in tier one, sorry, in tier one metals uh, coming out the gate. We plan to start trading in February. That will be the first opportunity for people who don't own any shares to get some. But there's a lot of news, uh, Bill, between now and when we resume trading. And uh, that acquisition is one of the the announcements that would be pretty significant. And uh, what else you're going to hear about? You're going to get a bit more details on the Curry Bio target and why we are so high on it and why we think it could be as good as I'm advertising here. And then you're also going to see us uh, talk about the second asset and we are going to outlay the plans for 2021 and introduce you to a CEO that we plan to appoint to the company in January, early January. And for that role, we looked for somebody with um, a strong capital markets background and we found somebody that I've known since I was in elementary school. So long, long, long relationship, a lot of trust, a lot of integrity. Uh, This gentleman is at the top of his career and the brokerage side, his business has just taken off and, you know, through convincing effort, but him recognizing not just the opportunity that we represent in tier one and, and what might be added to tier one metals, but more so to work with the team. The team we have assembled is truly world-class in terms of our technical team. And that's really the key to go make these once-in-a-lifetime type of discoveries. So this gentleman will come in and, you know, we split the company into three. We now have three companies. I'm the chair of Fury Gold Mines. I'm the chair of Tier 1 Metals. And I'm the CEO of Sombrero Resources. Um, You know, I'm very, very, very comfortable with capital markets. They've raised a tremendous amount of money and helped monetize with a great team of partners, you know, our successes. But the one place where I wanted us to have more strength was to have somebody that could come in and and help with the share price performance, help with the financing abilities to raise and strategize and build really strong shareholder bases going forward. So he's joining us in January. I can't wait to introduce him to you and the rest of the investors, but look forward to a very, very um, adequately staffed team, both on the technical side as well as on the um, capital markets finance side as well. Tier One Metals, I believe, has about four million Canadian in the bank. With Sombrero and the relaunching this coming year of Sombrero Resources, you talked about maybe taking on a partner and capitalizing that company further before you uh, relaunch trading. Could we expect something similar with Tier One, or are you just going to keep the treasury at four million for right now? Well, no, definitely going to need money to drill. And um, we do plan to do a raise between now and when we resume trading. And that raise will probably come towards the end of January sometime. Once we get the next five press releases out, the story is going to be a lot stronger than it is today, even though I think it's spectacular on our last press release. And I've been offered a lot of money more than we need from that first initial announcement because the opportunity is being digested as it's kind of a one-off, like once-in-a-lifetime swing at silver and, and a porphyry. Um, you know, for us, we're going to be very strategic. We're going to look at all of our options. Some of the announcements that are going to come out in January are going to intrigue, you know, by no question, some of the major mining companies. Do we look for a partner at that time? Do we do it internal? Um, we're going to make the best decision as large shareholders of our company that's going to benefit our shareholders. So if that involves a major mining company coming in as a partner, provided there's interest as some kind of a premium, uh, we would entertain that if it made corporate strategic sense, if it's ourselves, um, you know, the new CEO will, will need to buy his position as well. And, you know, hopefully we can offer that opportunity for shareholders and the new CEO to buy and all at the same time. We're going to do what's best for shareholders so that we can create a company 
that's well positioned to perform with some of these big discoveries that we're going after in this rising bull market that we're, we're entering. One more question before you go, Ivan. Uh, Peru has a long, stable mining history, but there's been recently some political upheaval in Peru. Is this of concern to you at all? Um, to me, it's not, because I've been in Peru for two and a half years, uh, working through navigating through permits on Sombrero and assembling the tier one portfolio with our team. So I'm very comfortable with it. And the recent upheaval you saw in presidential elections or the um, the uh, removal of the president and, uh, and impeachment, you know, that's taken place. It's not uncommon to see this in South America. It does happen from time to time. Uh, a lot of that has settled down and it's picked a direction that's a lot more calmer now. What was really good for us out of that whole outcome was there's been a big effort made towards improving the permitting process, which plagues a lot of the exploration companies in Peru. And that's the vice minister has taken over as the mine minister, which gives us continuity. And then now the new effort being advertised that they're going to really shorten the permitting timeline. We welcome that news. And I, and I like to say I'm, I'm really excited that there's change and there's change for the better that's coming. Now, there is an election in April. Obviously, there is going to be a, a few candidates that, that could warrant the, the new role as president and that will have impact. But I think we're in a time of the commodity market of economies that have been weak due to COVID. We've seen this globally. And I think, you know, Peru, a largest proponent of their GDP comes from mining. They've really recognized that and are going to drive forward a better process for us to get permits and drill our projects and potentially make these discoveries and expand their GDP and, and obviously help and support their economy. So I'm really excited about the outcome and I'm glad the, the, the upheaval has passed and, you know, the kind of fairly dramatic events that have occurred are behind us. But, um, you know, I've spoken with a few major mining companies that are operating in Peru and they have not even been phased by the changes and they think it's business as usual. If they are the potential end buyers of what we're doing and they feel comfortable, I feel comfortable as well. So I think, you know, when you look at the exploration industry, you have to look around and think about this as an investor. Where will I make the most money on an investment? You're going to make it on a large scale discovery. And that's exactly what the DNA is going to be on every project that Curry Bio goes after. Our initial inclinations that we were onto something got validated in our most recent press release, seeing the subsurface targets. And there's another major project coming into tier one metals. Second point is where are some of the world's largest mines? And this falls down into Peru and Chile. These are two of our group's favorite jurisdictions to be in, aside from Canada, you know, where we think world-class copper and gold and silver discoveries can occur. We feel these are underexplored regions. They, they've been that way because it's been challenging to get permits and, and drive things forward on a, on, a, on a quick and a timely basis. However, being really well positioned in Peru and, and soon in Chile with one of our other companies ahead of this bull market, you know, the two and a half years it took us to get here to get to these projects is going to pay dividends at the best resource market we could have asked for it to happen in. I'd like to take credit fully on strategy, but I'm going to actually, you know, be honest and say there was some luck and coincidence there that things took as long as they have. And, and you're an orange shareholder, you're a tier one shareholder. It's been a long wait and big discoveries take time. And, you know, our goal is to make sure the wait is more than worthwhile. And so far what we're seeing at Curibaya 
You know, it's rivaling everything that we've been part of in our careers with an opportunity. And we think we're going to double that with a second acquisition before we come back trading. So look very forward to a, a series of press releases, a lot of, lot of more value to talk about, the second asset, more stuff about Curry Buy before we resume trading and look forward to one of the most exciting years as an investor in, in part of these potential world-class discoveries in Tier 1 Metals. All right. The website is tier1metals.com. The presentation isn't up yet. I'm sure it will be soon. But if you sign up right at the top there, you will get notified when the presentation comes out and with all these future announcements that Ivan has talked about. Ivan, always great catching up with you. Thank you for the update. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.